Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we are back, or I should say I am back. I guess we're back just in general for today's slate, today's five-game slate on Thursday, as well as the PGA Championship starting up today. Maybe I'll go live if I can before that starts, since it does start at 10 a.m., but welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the channel. I've got a different walk with me, a different swagger in my voice because I'm back in my studio. I'm back in my home apartment. I'm no longer setting up workshops with a green screen behind me in somebody's basement, in somebody's just co-space that I have to get out of by a certain time before people get up. Look, I tried everything. Yesterday was the first time I ever didn't put myself on the camera because I think personality matters and I just like being on camera. Maybe I'm selfish or maybe I just get a different type of demeanor to myself. I just like it. I enjoy it. That's part of the gig. That's part of the shtick. But now we're back to my studio. We're back on camera. We're back with the nice lighting. We're back with me being comfortable. The biggest thing of all is I have another screen. I was typing up way more notes than I had to to print them out to put next to me or to switch back and forth between. Now I have just another screen. I can just look at all the information that I want to normally look at and not have to write it down like an old copy machine or manual copy machine. But thank you. Welcome back. Injury dashboard, target offense sheet, early interest for this five-game slate. I like the five-game slates. I'm selfish with my content, especially with the PGA Championship. I'd rather have the game start at four. Gives me one, one less game to worry about injury news for, but four. It gives me more time for my content to go out there. It gives me more time just in general to get things done and, and work out throughout the day. And then 1.38 p.m. is just such an early start. Love basketball at that time. Keep those games on there, of course. Yeah, let them be showdowns. Give us these five-game slates starting later in the day. I'm fine with all those. That's what we have today for Thursday, starting it off today. And then let's just get right into it. But before we do, like button for me one time if you're here, if you're enjoying yourself. Big old subscribe button on the YouTube channel. I appreciate that. If you're listening on the podcast, whatever platform you're listening on, just hit that follow or subscribe button, whether it's on iTunes, subscribe, Spotify, follow, whatever it does takes two seconds of your time. That'll generate these podcasts when they come out each day, just into your podcast feed so you can see them. And it's as simple as that. Also, $50 giveaway on the podcast for whenever, whenever you do leave a review. If you're brand new, you get a $50 giveaway, you get a raffle into that weekly basis. I choose one winner from there. And before we get into it, as always, the proud sponsor of the show, the logo up above. Super Draft for the NBA contest. They just gave out five free tickets to the PGA Championship via my Twitter. They've been doing that the second time they've done it in the past week, so be sure to follow me over there for some free ticket giveaways, probably on a weekly basis at this point. That's what it seems like, or maybe even a co-weekly basis. But Super Draft, promo code SAL, S-A-L, allows them to know that you came from me, and it gives you 10 free dollars upon your first deposit. Super Draft, you know, multiplier format, right? I'm in some of the PGA contests right now. I'll be in the NBA contest and the MLB contest once the time comes to get into those today. So I'm excited for it. Uh, yes, the overlay, the rake, all those things is fantastic on Super Draft. That's exactly what I've been pumping up. The contest itself, though, is innovative. The platform continues to get better, in my opinion. The app continues to get better, in my opinion, from, I would say, like, maybe like nine, 10 months ago when they first reached out. So be sure to check out Super Draft. I like it. You're going to have a better chance to profit over there since 30 to 25. I mean, worst case scenario, 25% of the price pools aren't filling for like MLB, like like 60, 65% aren't filling for like NHL, same thing for NBA some nights. So be sure to check that out, link down below, or you can just use the promo code SAL upon deposit, S-A-L for your $10. So starting off with the injury news right now, and I'm going to filter this so it makes it easier as we go through it just by team. Bada bing, bada bang, and it's filtered by team when we start in Dallas with Seth Curry, who missed the front end of the back-to-back, and he is now doubtful with a leg injury for today, the second night of the back-to-back. Now what happened as I pull up some of the rotational stuff here with Seth Curry last time? Well, they originally said that you're going to get Trey Burke starting, and then minutes before the game they say you know what JJ Brea or it might have just been fantasy labs that messed up JJ Brea starts he does play a nine minute stint in the first quarter but he doesn't play any time after those first like eight and a half minutes in the first half he starts off the second half as sort of just a spot start playing five and a half minutes and he ends up playing just 14 minutes and doesn't really do anything with it so kind of hard but to make out of that to be honest no real foul trouble no injury that I saw unless somebody else wants to point that out so Delon Wright comes in and he doesn't really get any extended run off the bench just 17 minutes they actually gave Justin Jackson more run off the bench he got the 17 minutes played actually the same 
same amount as DeLon Wright. And the guy who saw the biggest benefit from this, you could even see Trey Burke saw about 23 and a half minutes. So he saw a decent benefit, but it was really just the starters. Tim Hardaway Jr., yes, there's overtime, but if you take out that overtime run, was going to play about 37 minutes in this game. Normally, Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing like 30 to 32 minutes. So there was a bump there. Luca was going to play like his 36 normal minutes. So Tim Hardaway sees a little bit of a bump. Obviously, Berea, Burke, it just kind of gets spread out between the guys for Seth Curry's usual 26 to 28 minutes in this bubble. It gets spread out between Berea, uh, really not the long, right? So Berea, Justin Jackson, and Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. taking a little bit. And since Tim Hardaway Jr. already plays decent to big minutes, it helped him the most. In Denver, we don't have any tags officially for today. So I'm just putting them as questionable since they've missed, I mean, every game in the bubble for Gary Harris and Will Barton. So kind of starting to become a concern for maybe the playoffs. Jamal Murray has missed like the last three or four games in the bubble, last three games, I believe. They all missed the front end of the back-to-back yesterday. If they were all to miss again, it's the same thing. Michael Porter Jr. has gone for 50 fantasy points plus in each of the last two games. But we'll get into that because he's had some really streaking hot shooting that is definitely going to come to an end soon, if not today. Monty Morris, PJ Dozer, Torrey Craig. These are all the guys. Craig got injured yesterday, but then came back, I believe. These are all the guys that continue to benefit. And then obviously Jokic takes on more usage, more assist percentage. Well, Millsap becomes a bigger usage of the offense when he's on the court. And then Jokic is not since there's no Murray out there and Barton. So Jamal Murray, Harris, Barton, keep an eye on them. And then if one or all of them start to come in, if all of them are in, well, then I don't want any Monty Morris. I don't want any uh, Michael Porter Jr. If Jamal Murray is in, I probably don't want much Morris. I probably don't want any MPG. I'll still have interest, but he's getting priced up there now for hot shooting and high usage. Once Murray comes in, the usage drops, the shot attempts overall probably drop as well. So volume and efficiency likely to drop. If Jamal Murray returns today, that's not a good mixture. In Houston, Russell Westbrook is actually questionable today with a quad. You know what to do. If Russell Westbrook is out, James Harden is likely the best play on the slate at his price point, especially since today, He's below $11,000. So keep an eye on $9,000 Russell Westbrook today against the Lakers. Should be a very good game. These games just in general, whenever, whenever Houston's playing as a late night hammer, it seems like every single one of their games has been fantastic, whether it's Portland, whether it was like the Bucks, the game before that, just absolutely fantastic games, fast paced, high scoring, 245 and a half totals, things like that. We'll see what the total is for today in just a moment. Then if Westbrook is out, you'll also get increased run for Austin Rivers, probably make plays close to 30 minutes and even start. House, who's already playing 32 minutes, picks up a usage bump, picks up an overall shot attempt bump and probably gets close to 35 minutes. Ben Macklemore off the bench as well will get a little bit of a bump. In Indiana, I assume you're still not going to get any Sabonis. He hasn't returned to the bubble. He has to still quarantine. Malcolm Brogdon for the Pacers is questionable with his neck. He's played through this tag before and they've said that he has monitored minutes before with his neck injury. If it's not a lower body injury, well, first of all, here's the thing. If they're saying you're monitoring your minutes, it pretty much means they're going to let you play. And if something looks wrong, they'll say, hey, do you feel good? And if you say yes, you'll keep playing. If you say no, you're not going to play. So it's just if you get re-injured, right? So we can't predict that anyways. So no matter what, even if they're not monitoring minutes, and a guy gets re-injured, he's still going to come out. So I don't really take monitor minutes into account. So if they say it yet again today, I expect Brogdon, just like last time when his minutes were monitored, quote unquote, he got like 33 minutes. So Brogdon, uh, he's fine if he plays 6,800 though. They put the price point up. For some reason, he was like 5,400 and then 5,800. He was below 6K, too cheap. Now it's 6,800. I don't think it's out of play against Phoenix, especially if he's going to come in and be the main guy at 30 plus percent usage rate at like a league high assist percentage. Uh, but Oladipo is out there. Oladipo's minutes limit is increasing. So at 6,800, probably shy away today, unless he's in at normal run and Oladipo is out well then it's just Michael Jordan out there aka TJ Warren and uh, Malcolm Brogdon as the only primary scorers if Brogdon was to miss yes Warren gets a bump Oladipo and Aaron Holiday after that you're going to have Patrick Beverly out 
and Harold still out for Dallas. It's, it's becoming an issue now with the, like the quarantine and all that for Harold. Like he has to actually, whatever his personal issue is, take his time, make sure everything's okay with the family, whatever it might be. But for playoffs coming up, uh, it's going to be close to keep an eye on what he's doing. Patrick Beverly out with a calf. This is going to help a couple of things, but it'll be interesting to see. We had a minutes monitor and a minutes limit really for Lou Williams around 20, his last time out. If that gets increased or lifted, Lou Williams is going to see a huge benefit here from no Pat Bev. I don't know if he'll start. Reggie Jackson still might draw the start, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lou Williams minutes because if indeed there is no Pat Beverly and Lou Williams is still limited to 20 minutes well then Reggie Jackson is going to push for 28 to 30 minutes and probably take on the starting role for Pat Beverly Shamit Terrence Mann might get into the rotation Magruder might get back into the rotation Shamit probably goes from like mid-teens to 20s in minutes with no Beverly but keep an eye on it I'm not yet sold on $5,800 Reggie Jackson today because again Lou Williams is back and if that minute still comes off it can just mean Reggie Jackson's playing his normal role and Lou Williams now takes on the Patrick Beverly role except as a much more efficient and much more productive scorer for the Lakers just Dwight Howard missed the front end of the back-to-back. -back. I have him as questionable. No official tag on this yet. It'll really just impact uh, JaVale McGee, which is not playing a ton of big men right now. JaVale McGee, Kuzma, AD to an extent. For Miami, Jimmy Butler. He also missed his last game. Gets ruled out, right? So Jimmy Butler now being out with a foot injury. It's going to help Bam. They don't feel the need of DraftKings to change Bam's price. He's just $7,700. I like that. A guy who leads this team in fantasy point per minute production when there's no Jimmy Butler on the court. 1.27 with no Butler and waiters this season. It's going to help all the guards. Drogic, who is also questionable himself with an ankle injury. So if there's no Jimmy Butler, we already know that. But if Drogic is healthy, I like Drogic the most after Bam. And then guys like Nunn, Hero. Hero is still cheap in the 3K range. Duncan Robinson's 5K flat. Not going to see the biggest fantasy point per minute price bump up. 0.72 fantasy point per minute production with no Butler and waiters. But he will see a lot of shots attempts so it can be more of a volume over efficiency thing but if Jodrick is out then go to Kendrick Nunn who likely starts at the point Tyler Hero at, in the 3k range is now just going to have to be forced into no Jodrick means an extra 28 to 32 minutes probably 30 minutes on average off the court Butler off the court already means no 34 to 36 minutes so if those guys are out Nunn's going to have to play 30 plus minutes or close to it right uh, Duncan Robinson's going to have to play 34 to 36 minutes or close to it yeah Tyler Hero is going to have to push for 30 minutes at a 3k price bag all of them start to look really good they all become in play and then finally Phoenix is going to have Kelly Oubre doubtful he's been missing games. Aaron Baines already out. Baines out just means Kaminsky gets the backup center minutes and Aiton probably continues to play big center minutes to 36 minutes or right around there. Kelly Oubre being out is getting McCall Bridges starting for him. But Cam Johnson has been playing a ton of minutes as well. 40 and 38 in back-to-back -back games and regulation. Starting the games and closing them out is very impressive. Sarge also will see a little bit of a bump. So let's get into now the target offense sheet, which is not going to have all the games, unfortunately, on it as usual, because look, earlier in the season when the bubble returned, I guess you can say it did because, well, they wanted to get all the Vegas odds out right and early. But now with guys being injured, they have to wait a little bit more. I record these bright and early in the morning so they can actually get edited and uploaded and out for all of you. We're not going to have all the games. Unfortunately, we're actually going to have, uh, I would say, half of the games right now. One of them, though, is the showdown slate. So if you are playing that in time, you could actually use this to look at it. So not going to have all the games. We talk about some stuff, though. We have the spreads and we obviously have the paces for these games because I have my pace metric database up. Before we get into the target offense sheet, I just want to say thank you to all the new patrons. There's about a dozen of you that signed up yesterday. If indeed you want to sign up for Patreon, right now I'm doing content in the golf space for DFS as well as NBA, of course, right here. The main content pieces NFL will be coming soon and hopefully the XFL it seems like the Rock Johnson is going to bring it back for next year as soon as next year I'm believing so that's fantastic but right now golf and the NBA NFL starting up in less than 50 days so very exciting stuff NBA projections on the daily value rankings which is pretty much if you filter it by that shows you the top plays based on value point per dollar each and every single day you have my projections in there whether you want to play one three lineups or 150 lineups they will help you immensely my models for NBA all that stuff updated every single day and you can check out also golf you're getting projections rankings you're getting my closing thoughts podcast bunch of stuff on there comes out to I mean 
per sport it comes out to per day, like, I don't know, maybe like 20 cents a day, whatever it might be. So be sure to check it out. It's linked down below Patreon. If you want to check it out, it's Patreon backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. So thank you. Let's get into the target offense sheet. So the target offense sheet, I mean, we're not going to get to be able to play the first game. It's on the showdown, but you do get the nicest total out of the game so far. 118 and a half for New Orleans, four and a half point favorites, highest game total, but all these games are in the 230 range. So it's going to be nice. So the first game on the slate at four, one of the first games at four, three point favorites for the Pacers. And this might be without Brogdon. Maybe it changes a 230 game total, 116 and a half overall team total for Indiana. Should be a very close game. Should be a competitive game. You're going to get not the greatest of defensive matchups overall for Phoenix, but with no DeMontis Savonis out there, Miles Turner could be a little bit of a better matchup for Aiton, whose price point is dipping to 7,200. We'll talk about that. Kind of playing a little bit cautious and maybe even scared the last two games. If that changes in the big minutes that he's getting, again, no Aaron Baines behind him. He's kind of being forced into this 35 to 37 to 38 minutes per game role. He's just going to have to pop off once he starts getting back to his 1.1 fantasy point per minute production and not his sub one like you've seen the last couple of days. On the Indiana side, I already talked about it. I like Brogdon, but I don't really want to play him at this price point relative to other guys on the slate. I do think that if Brogdon is out, you do get value in Oladipo as long as he's not limited. You do get, once again, value in somewhat in TJ Warren, even though he's priced up three straight fantastic games. This is not going to continue for TJ Warren the way that he's picking up just peripheral stats, blocks, and steals, and the way that he's just picking up his overall fantasy point per minute production because of his scoring efficiency. But what's going to continue is 38 to 40 minutes a night. It's just going to have to based on the injuries on this team right now and who's really going to be able to back him up at the small forward position. So now that he's becoming more ball dominant to an extent and he's just taking more shots and he's playing a lot more minutes at 8,400, if you're playing close to 40 minutes a night, yeah, you're going to back yourself into 40 to 50 fantasy point performances and finishes. So he's in by no means off the table for me today, although the price point is very scary relative to the guys around him. If there's no Brogdon, I'll have more interest in Warren. I would say right now for Phoenix, um, the guys that I'm looking at are going to be eight and number one. And then number two, it'll be Booker and number three, Cam Johnson, who continues to play huge minutes. I will talk about Cam Johnson, but 40 and 38 minutes in regulation in games that he started and he also closed out the game before that he only played 25 minutes but we talked about it it, it allowed us to get onto him before the herd did and his price point isn't jumping up all that much even though he's being pretty efficient and playing huge minutes when he played 25 minutes he got into foul trouble he was going to close out the final six minutes of that game so and he got in a little bit of foul trouble earlier in the game so he was probably going to see 30 to 32 minutes in that game alone and now the minutes came up even higher now that these games have stayed closer wasn't any blowouts they kind of know that he's now the guy that they want to put in there since he performed pretty well under some of the pressure the other game that we do have a total for is going to be the clippers versus dallas should be an exciting game. Lots of stars. quiet Paul George, Porzingis, uh, Luka Dantic, of course. 117.75 team total is going to be the total for the Clippers. Four-point favorites and Dallas will 113.75. Overall, 231.5 overall game total. So nice game total here. Dallas side of the ball. Yeah, Luka finally gets priced up. He should. After he goes for 80 plus, 20 goddamn rebounds in overtime, the man's an absolute monster. Leading his team in rebounding rate over the likes of Porzingis, over the likes of somewhat of the, your centers, right? And Maxi Kleber, obviously, Dwight Powell hurt for them. But yes, Luka's still fine. He's not going to be my preferred payup option, though. That's going to be the late night hammer, guys. That's going to be Giannis, who, oh my God, Giannis, we'll talk about in a second, his fantasy point per minute production, obviously a smaller sample since they're playing in a bubble and they've only played a couple of games and they, he sat the entire second half with Middleton against the Nets and that upset. Shout out to Cousin John, who ended up betting like the plus 340 Nets money line at half and, and sweating that one out to the end of it. The Dallas side of the ball, I think they're all priced like pretty appropriately. I think you take stabs on some of these other guys that are filling in if you really want to. Maybe a Tim Hardaway Jr. hope for higher minutes again, but based on what happened last game, spreading the minutes between Berea and Burke and Justin Jackson, it makes nothing, none of these guys that appealing to me, even though on right. So unless there's a big change in the starting rotation, maybe Trey Burke gets to start and you feel better about maybe a 30 minute performance out of him. But for right now, Luke is priced to a point where I don't expect to get to him relative to the other 10K plus players. Porzingis is priced at a fair spot where against the Clippers, this is a really good matchup for Porzingis. He's probably my favorite player on the team in general. But just looking at it overall, I don't expect to get a lot of Clippers today or I don't get, expect to get a lot of downs today. On the Clippers side of the ball, it's going to depend. If we get told Lou Williams is a minutes limit, yeah, I'll go to Reggie Jackson at 5,800, not at a high clip, 
though. If we get told that Lou Williams is going to be unleashed, I'll go to just Lou Williams and no Reggie Jackson. But the guy I like the most is still below $8,000, Paul George. We can get to him. Clippers are going to have a nice matchup at the guard position. When they get down low against Porzingis, it's a little bit more challenging. But overall, for guys like Zubak at the five, matching up against Kleber or whoever it might be, if they go to Porzingis and play small ball, Clippers normally will play some small ball. It might take Zubak off the court as he'll be a liability against Porzingis, in my opinion. So yeah, this game just in general, although it's a high total, a decent pace spot overall, 103.27 possessions per team per game. Just not going to get there as much. The game that you're going to want to target is a late night hammer. Everybody, the player minutes remaining is going to be in this game. Houston and the Lakers, especially if there's no Russell Westbrook today. Either way, even if Russ is in there at 9K or in uh, now the 8K range, I believe we'll check in a second. It's still going to be a fine spot for him. But again, as Houston has for every single spot here, it seems like they have the highest pace on the slate. A 106.6 overall pace projected possessions per game. It's a decent pace up spot for the Lakers, over three possessions for them. It's going to be about a neutral spot for Houston here. So yes, James Harden now in the 10K range. I like it a lot. LeBron James price point decreasing $200 to $10,500. We'll talk about that in a second overall, but I like that as well. Just in general here, it looks good. You still have value pieces from both sides of this. You get a reduction in the price point for Robert Covington. You still have the value in Daniel House starting for the injured Eric Gordon on the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, We'll see what happens with Dwight Howard. It makes at least McGee a decent value option. You're seeing waiters play consistent minutes, getting 26 last night on the front end of the back-to-back. He's continuing to be a sneaky type of a value, I guess you can say, quote unquote. And then obviously you have the big heavy hitters up top and LeBron and Anthony Davis, who normally will be your main options there in priority. So high environment, I expect the total here to be around the 240 range. So expected to be the highest on the slate. It is not yet out, at least of my recording of this from the sites that I use, but fastest paced game, two really good offenses, a Houston defense that has been improved since like week one or the first day of the slate, but nothing fantastic. A Lakers defense that is very sound. And I would say, especially if they're trying to play in this playoff environment and atmosphere, like it seems like they have been since starting the bubble against the Clippers. But I would say just in general, the way that Houston's style of play is chuck 63 pointers. It just all comes down to if they're going to be efficient or not. Uh, so yes, that game is going to be very appealing to be looking at. And as we get into these early interests, I just want to remind you about SuperDraft, the sponsor of today's show. I appreciate if you want to go over there, deposit your $10, get your $10 for free. That's a minimum deposit over there using the promo code Sal multiplier format. Check it out. We have some of the super draft salaries on the slate or on the, the overall view right now. I do have super draft projections for the NBA. So all these things will assist you. If it is your first time playing over there, you'll be coming in uh, better prepared than the average player by, by a good amount, right? Not only analysis wise, but also having projections on there. So looking at this right now, I can filter it by salary because some of the guys are out of order, but I'll just leave it. It's something major. It's just Giannis kind of out of order a little bit. The guys up top. Yeah. I think there's a lot of studs in the slate that you want to go for. I would say Harden is number one for me, and then Giannis, and then LeBron in that order. Now, LeBron, or now Harden is number one because he's just going to play 38 minutes, and potentially all those minutes will be without a guy in Russell Westbrook, into which he then averages like 1.8 fantasy points per minute. So that seems obviously really good, even at the 1x multiplier and super draft. But Giannis has just been amazing, man. Obviously, he doesn't play the second half last time, averaging 2.17 fantasy points per minute in the bubble. It's a small sample, right? He only has 80 minutes, right? That's a small sample for him, but he normally averages like 1.9. Now he's averaging 2.17. This is just insane, insane production. This is Anthony Davis when he was playing in like 20 minutes spurts for the Pelicans. I believe last season, he was averaging like two plus fantasy points per minute. It's just nuts. The only reason Giannis isn't my favorite is, well, he's playing Miami. Miami's been playing very good in this bubble right now. They're without Butler. Now what happens if he just plays his normal run? He plays 30 minutes at his two fantasy point per minute production or so, and he gets you your 60 fantasy points at $1,100. That's fantastic. He pays off his price tag. But Harden at 10,700, if he's playing his 38 minutes and he's going to be playing without Russell Westbrook, it looks a lot better. Even with Russell Westbrook, I'll take those extra eight minutes of Harden and hope that he can 
pop off and produce above his expectation. Russell Westbrook is questionable. I told you I want pieces of this game. He's questionable, but if he's going to play, if he's healthy and he's going to play 36 to 38 minutes, he's just too cheap at $9,000. If indeed Westbrook plays, I do prefer him to Harden. So starting your lineups with like Giannis and Westbrook does not seem that terrible to me. I would still want more pieces of the Lakers in Houston. And then it becomes difficult to get pieces of the Lakers because if you're starting with Westbrook and, and Giannis, well, then getting to Anthony Davis or LeBron becomes difficult. So now you're you're trying to get to like Deion Waiters, which isn't a terrible option in this game, but it's obviously not the most ideal. TJ Warren, we talked about it. I like him more if Brogdon's out. That's probably the only way I get to him at $8,400. The guy's just been playing insane. Whether he's picking up like six blocks plus steals in the game, whether he's shooting like honestly just decent percentages, just taking a lot more shot attempts because there's no Sabonis out there because part of the games, there's no Oladipo or Brogdon out of there. $8,400 is way too expensive for what's going to happen overall in TJ Warren's career and even in this bubble in the playoffs. But what's happening right now based on the injury news that we have and based on how much of a ball dominant small forward he's become, which is weird to say, yeah, he's he's looking up like a okay option, especially if there's no Brogdon and or no Victor Oladipo. Evan Booker coming off of the game winner where he played 37 minutes. It's nice to not have 32 to 34 minute per game Devin Booker like we had last year. Now it's 36 to 38 minute a game Devin Booker and a good matchup against Indy when some of these guys are going to be out or limited defensively. Pretty much everybody he'll be facing, whether it is Brogdon dealing with injury, but is Oladipo dealing with injury. So Devin Booker is not my favorite option from this team because I think there's better value we're about to get to, but he's still a strong option who normally just goes lower owned because of his price point being kind of fair. But when he pops off and goes for game winners and just gets hot from three land, he starts to score 50 plus points and he's way too cheap. Paul George, $7,800, just too cheap. If Lou Williams is going to be out there playing more minutes, it will affect each of Paul George's and Kawhi's overall usage and fantasy point per minute when they're on the court with him isolated just themselves, right? When it's just Lou Williams and it's Paul George as the stars on the court. When it's just Lou Williams, just Kawhi, he is going to impact that from them. So that does take it down a little bit, but $7,800 regardless is just too cheap. I expect these next guys to pick up a lot of ownership. Bam at 7,700, but no Butler. He's a 23% usage rate, not the highest on the team, but what is the highest on the team is 1.27 fantasy point per minute production. According to Nate Duncan and Dunk On Podcast, very good podcast to listen to just for basketball advice in general, the way that Bam has been played in that last game when there was no Butler, everybody was crashing down on Bam. So his ability to actually score as a pure scorer was getting hurt. So he's a very smart player. He sees everybody's crashing down on him immediately when it goes into the paint because there's no Butler. Well, they're going to try and play through Bam and he was just kicking it out kicking it out to Tyler Hero, kicking it out to Duncan Robinson. And he's a very good assist man for a big, very underrated, I would say. Joel Embiid up there, of course. Obviously, Jokic is up there, but uh, Bam is a very good player as well in that regard. I mean, he could pick up triple doubles with assists. That's how good of a player he is. Very similar to what you see out of Jokic. His price point doesn't change for no Butler. I like this a lot against Milwaukee, who's going to play more undersized, if anything. Give me Bam. Eight in at $7,200. Price point's dropping way too much here. It's not like his minutes are dropping. Now, he can get into foul trouble against um, Miles Turner today, but if he doesn't get into foul trouble, he's going to play 36, at least 35 plus minutes. I will project him out, but probably closer to 30 six. He's just playing scared the last two games. Seems like he's not getting physical on the boards. Seems like he's not trying to get uh, as many shot attempts up, I would say. So if that stops, right, if that stops just this little two game spurt of just playing just bad, I would say scared, bad, it's going to really pop off for him. Michael Porter Jr. is a 1.7x multiplier in Super Draft. That, I like that a lot, but only if, only if Jamal Murray, Will Barton, and Harris are out. Gary Harris. If Harris is in, I guess it doesn't matter as much, but I will say beware for Michael Porter Jr. Price point coming up, still a fair price point, 50 plus fantasy points in back-to-back games at 6,400 if all those guys are out. But beware because he's shooting 75% and 57% overall from the field the last two games. And on those last two games, shooting 60% from three. That's just not going to keep up, right? He's obviously shooting over his head. That doesn't mean it has to keep up. Even if it drops a little bit and these guys are out and he just shoots average numbers. Well, now maybe he's only scoring you 38 fantasy points instead of 50 plus. At 6,400, that's still a fair number. So his price point's fair, but only if those guys remain out. And just beware. Don't expect 50 plus points. He's shooting out of his mind right now. Miles Turner's is like normal price point of like around 6K, 6,200 here against Aiden's a fine matchup. 1.7 
2.55x multiplier on super draft at the center position it's probably something to look at i might prefer bam or, or deandre Ayton if they are centers i believe uh, we'll check sometimes bam is like a small or listed as a power forward even though he's clearly a center all of his minutes this year but turner does have a nice number for the centers those other guys have decent numbers around the 1.3x multiplier range carmelo anthony still playing huge minutes even when zach collins back anthony is playing huge minutes they're relying on him as a scorer gonna be a tougher matchup against denver today decent multiplier in super draft but you're gonna get 32 and honestly 34 plus minutes out of anthony who's been like a, a one fantasy point per minute producer continues to take shots getting a little bit more active in the rebounding department that seems fine Warren Dragic looks like a fantastic play if he actually plays today no butler he's gonna average a fantasy point well 1.14 fantasy point per minute production with no butler if he is out then i'm gonna go to kendrick nunn so just replace that Warren Dragic's name on this list with nunn i'll also point out that this is just 20 names right in a player pool if i'm playing a lot of lineups i'll have like 60 50 to 70 guys depending on the slate sometimes 40 for the smaller slate like these ones so at best this is half of my player pool probably closer to a third of my player pool i just can't list 60 players so there's going to be guys like ricky rubios of the world that i think are decent plays and other names i just don't want to be listing you 40 to 50 guys this early because haven't done my projections yet my final interest will be listed once my projections are done on patreon again link down below and i'm only going this is a little bit of a preview right i don't want to be here for hours a day just listing off 60 guys and telling you why they're decent plays and then obviously that takes up a lot of time up front and just not a good use of my time so if you see don't see a guy on this list and you're like sal he's like the number four value play across the whole industry today there's probably a really good chance i like him i just either didn't do projections today or he just didn't make the cut on this specific list Cam johnson i'm going to continue to go there look he's his price point is decreasing he's still a 1.9x multiplier on super jeff i love that i played him the last time out didn't work completely it'll work it was decent for the 1.9x multiplier but you're looking at this i like him more on super draft he's gonna go out there and play 35 plus minutes in a close game he's gonna push towards 40 minutes he's a decent fantasy point minute producer in a spot where indy is just hammered overall defensively and hammered on their overall starters right now cam johnson looks fantastic to me if you're just looking from a minutes perspective and then if he plays at least half decent in those minutes he's going to be a great play he's going to score his close to 40 points like he did last time out or two times ago but worst case scenario is you're getting 30 plus minutes and probably closer to 35 plus minutes out of him at decent fantasy point in a production and he starts to score close to 30 fantasy points and he's in the 4k range daniel house jr very similar to cam johnson analysis is continues to play big minutes for a team that scores a lot 32 plus minutes if there's no westbrook the usage the shot attempts the overall minutes probably all come up for him even at 4900 in bad performances you're getting close to 25 fantasy points because he's just backing his way into numbers in decent ones you're getting his like average closer to 30 fantasy points so 4900 is fine kelly olenic started the last game they actually did put bam in that game starting at the four even though i just said he plays like all of his minutes at the five for that game they put him at the four if if Olenek doesn't start, he's still okay, but I really just want him if he starts. Played, scored 41 fantasy points in 32 minutes last time out. He was just picking up steals, a block, assists, everything. He was out there just being dominant. I mean, uh, I think he had like eight assists, assists six blocks, or something crazy. So if he starts at center tonight again, I like him. But again, it's going to impact the rebounding rate, things like that for Bam. But Bam was picking up assists. Bam was scoring in different ways. So I like both Bam and Kelly Olenek. Can you play them in the same lineup together? If they're starting at the four and the five, with Olenek's price point being cheap and Bam's price point being cheap relatively for no buff butler, yeah, I think it's fine. And then you get to some quote unquote value plays. Gary Trent, $4,400. They're running like eight-man rotations right now in Portland, which is just making guys like Camarlo Anthony play 34 minutes and guys like Gary Trent play like 34 to 35 minutes. 4,400, I think it's decent. Deion Waiters played 26 minutes his last time out, which was last night, uh, front end of the back-to-back against OKC. He shot 0-4 from three-point range and five of 13 from the field. But he was out there, he's being active, 14 points overall. He picked up two blocks plus steals, he picked up two rebounds, two assists. So he's all over the boards to an extent for those time out there. Scores 23 and a half fantasy points at 3,500. Price point barely comes up now to 3700 i think he's continuing to get more minutes uh compared to danny green out there because he's just a little bit more active he actually gives him a score in some 
somebody who's looking to dominate off the bench. He's a little bit more active than Alex Caruso. So I think you are going to be getting closer to 25 minutes a game out of waiters, especially when the playoffs start and they really start tightening their rotations and need other scorers when AD and or LeBron aren't on the court together. Kuzma's not really taking on that role right now. So Deion Waiters, interesting option at 3,700 and then Tyler Hero at $3,600. So here is already a 21% usage rate, even, even when guys are always on the court, right? But now you're getting Hero who if like all these guys are healthy, he'll play like 18 to 20 minutes in these rotations. But if there is no Butler today, if there is no Waiters, just those guys just in general, obviously going to be no Waiters now that he's on the Lakers, but no Butler, he scores 0.95 fantasy points per minute. He played decent minutes the last time out. So even if, even if Drogic's doesn't miss, I like Hero at 3,600 and you should too. He's probably going to be highly owned, but it gets really interesting if Drogic misses. Hero leads this team, this team right now with no Waiters, no Drogic and no Butler on the court. Hero is the leader in usage rate at 24.4% tied with Kendrick Nunn actually. So they both become very strong slate plays in this slate. Hero still remains like a 0.95 fantasy point per minute producer. Bam leads the team even with no Drogic's. None goes over a point per minute production. So if there's no Drogic's today, if there is Drogic's, I like him. If there's no Drogic's, I like none, Hero, and Bam. And I think you can play all of them in the same lineup. Obviously, other guys look decent as well. Jay Crowder, Duncan Robinson. Those guys just put up more fantasy point per minute production in the likes of Kendrick Nunn, in the likes of Tyler Hero. So yeah, it looks like I'm going to like a lot of Miami today. Just naturally, Kelly Olenek's another guy to throw in there. If Drogic's is in, I'm still going to like like four, three or four pieces. If he's out, I then start to like four or five pieces. Very similar to the last time Butler missed. So appreciate y'all tuning in. This is just a little bit of an early interest. Final interest will be on Patreon later today. You can check that out. Link down below. Be sure to check out Superdraft and all the fun things that they're offering in their contest. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, gets you $10 upon deposit, your first deposit. So thank you. See you all in the next one. Appreciate you. Best of luck on the first day of your PGA Championship. Best of luck today on the NBA slate, the five-game slate, starting at 4 p.m. East Coast time. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Like and subscribe before you go. Big old subscribe button and like button. We're about to hit 24,000 subscribers. You all rock, and I'll see you in the next one.